Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Senior Editor Mara Levinsky. Hi, everybody. So, Mara, a big milestone for Maurice Bernard. He is marking 25 years as GH's Sunny, which is just crazy to think about. Um, In the new issue, you did quite a deep dive into all of Sonny's storylines. Plus, you got his co-stars to offer their own tributes to Maurice on this very special occasion. Now, you and I have talked in the past about what big Sonny Brenda fans we were. So I particularly enjoyed that walk down memory lane. Um, But what stands out to you when you look back on Sonny Corinthos? Well, I had been sort of a lapsed GH viewer in my first few years of college. But that all changed when Sonny and Brenda happened. And I... I think about watching General Hospital. I, I, I don't, I mean, I must have scheduled my classes around GH. I think we had to reserve like the VCR and I was definitely doing that because um, I could not miss an episode. But I remember we watched all the people in my dorm who were General Hospital fans. We were so into that storyline. And there was one girl, a lone Jax fan. <laughs> and I think we were such bullies to her that she eventually just started watching the show up in her room alone, which I'm not proud of, but that's how vehement we were in our fanship. You're mean, but I understand. <laughs> I know, totally. Um, so one of my favorite movies in the world is The Godfather. And I remember that it was so new in my soap viewing experience to have somebody who was Michael Corleone-esque. And yet you really rooted for him. You know, the women he worked with were so dynamic. I mean, Maurice is just one of those actors who has chemistry with everyone. And Sonny has really evolved so much. They incorporated his real-life bipolar disorder into his story. And we've seen Maurice play some really heavy emotional material through the years. Yet I really always love it when we get to see a glimpse of Sonny, I don't know, being fun or smiling or being cute with those kids. I mean, when he's with Avery. I I know, it's heart melting. It's It's so cute. You know, my my soft spot where Sonny is concerned is for those moments of real emotional vulnerability from the character, which reminds me of what first drew me to him back in the day when we learned that he'd been abused by his stepfather and when we saw him love and lose his protege uh, Stone to AIDS. And that's what I appreciate so much about the Alzheimer's story this show is currently telling with Sonny and his father, Mike. But uh, on the subject of being fun and smiling, I have to say that what surprised me in getting to know Maurice a bit is how goofy he can be, which definitely comes out in his Snapchat stories, if you've ever checked those out. I have a friend who doesn't even watch 
GH, but follows him on Snapchat. Um, but I was once on the receiving end of a Maurice Bernard prank, as you may remember. I do remember, but please share. Well, I had been interviewing the makeup artist, Donna, who's a very close friend of his, for a, a piece that we were doing. And we'd kind of like gotten to the end of what we needed to discuss. And we were sort of about to say our goodbyes. And then I heard her, like, you know, sort of have a you know, kind of conversation. And then she says, someone wants to talk to you and puts this other individual on the line. And they had a completely insane voice. Like I didn't know what I didn't know if I was being pranked or not. I, I was trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to converse with the individual who's like, I do makeup. You want to talk to me about makeup? This, this, this. And I actually was like getting really uncomfortable. My heart rate was, I was like sweating. It was just, I just could not figure out what was going on. And then the last thing in the world I expected to hear was what I heard. And he just drops the act and he's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. It's Maurice Bernard. <laughs> I was like, Maurice, you almost gave me a heart attack. You're like, who am I supposed to know in this interview that I have no idea yes, who you are right now? Exactly. Who is this new individual in the, in the makeup room? But for the tribute that we did in the issue, I mean, it's always really fun when there's a milestone event and you get to talk to the people who have been colleagues of the person celebrating the milestone and hearing, you know, stories about their experiences with them. For this issue uh, and this tribute, uh, Fanola Hughes, who plays Anna, said that working with Maurice had been like on her professional bucket list, but that she was actually really nervous before they worked together, uh, which proved to be unnecessary because she's described him as one of the most generous actors that uh, she had ever worked with. And Roger Howarth, who plays Franco, told me that in all of the years that he's been working in daytime, he has never seen someone transform himself into the character he plays better or more consistently than Maurice does. And uh, Dominic Zampronia, who played his son Dante on this show, said that he was always amazed by no matter how many times Maurice had had to play the same kind of scene over the years, he always approached it like it was brand new and just brought that truth to it. What's amazing is that when you think about the fact that he has been front and center for 25 years, in theory, this is not a character we should be rooting for. But actually, you can't help it. Well, some of the most popular characters in daytime history are the most ruthless ones, right? I mean, I don't think Sonny functions as a villain on the show by any means, but there are a slew of super popular characters who kind of straddle the line. Maybe they're ruthless in business, but romantic with the women they love, like an Adam Chandler on All My Children or Victor Newman on Young and the Restless. I actually get such different mail from readers about Victor because some are totally supportive of him and then others are really upset by how much he gets away with and they just do not understand it. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that anytime I meet someone who watches YNR, the first person they ask me about is Victor. So some people, you know, watch soaps for the escapism of it. And I would imagine that characters like Victor and Sonny and also B&B's Bill Spencer, whose portrayer Don Diamant we're talking to today, you know, are so different than who the audience is in real life. I mean, people don't normally behave the way these characters behave. So there is that sort of element of it being fun to watch them because they do things that are so outrageous. And they serve, you know, such an important storytelling function on these shows because particularly with Victor and Bill, I would say, you know, they stir the pot. And what is a soap opera without a pot stir? It's funny. Here we are talking about men. Um, I'm realizing, are there any female characters who we could describe in the same way? Or is this a male-only phenomenon in soaps? You know, when you think about the long-running female characters on soaps who are as central to the show's lore as the men we've just been discussing here, they do tend to veer more toward the heroine archetype, like Days of Our Lives' is Marlena and One Life to Live's Vicky and Another World's Rachel, who started out as a bad girl but had evolved into that sort of pillar of the community matriarch by the time the show went off the air. Guiding Lights Reva, you know, she was a scrapper and a survivor but never really a villainess. 
I mean, maybe the best example would be Days of Our Lives is Sammy. You know, she came to town as a total pot stirrer, and she's done some very questionable things over the years, you know, including drugging Austin, shooting mm-hmm. EJ in the head, you know, not to mention those garden variety paternity switcheroos. <laughs> but, you know, at one point, the show made her more heroin-like for a bit, and I think that they realized is that her strength is sort of being a villainess, and that's really what the audience wants to see. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being a villainous. You know, there are a lot of bad girls out there in the daytime landscape. GH's Ava comes to mind for me that I enjoy in their natural bad girl state more than I do than when they're trying to, like, turn over a new leaf. Like, it's it's a soap after all. Well, our guest today, Don Diamant, has been a joy to watch as B&B baddie Bill. Let's get him on the line to talk about it. Hi, Don. Thank you for joining us. You're here with Stephanie and Mara, and we appreciate you being with us today. Yes. What's up? Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Well, we were just talking about how fans really can't help but root for the charismatic villain on a show. Now, on paper, we should really hate Bill, but we don't. (laughs) So what do you think are his redeeming qualities? Like, why is he so popular with the audience? Well, my innate charm just obviously oozes. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know... He's a very conflicted person, and, you know, he oftentimes, he really does try to do the right thing, and he also genuinely believes oftentimes that he really does know what's best, and he comes from that perspective. And, you know, you do have those occasions where you, you know, you really do see his heart and, uh, you know, his love for his children, and I think also his sense of humor really shines through and and people have a lot of fun with that yeah you do get some great lines Mm -hmm. in the script i know well you know i am i am just very fortunate in they also give me the freedom to say some of these things that pop into my (laughs) my head and sometimes they don't let me say what pops into my head. But yeah, you know, uh, I, I try to bring a lot of um, sort of my sarcastic sense of humor and some of the offbeat things that occur to me uh, to Bill. And I think it makes him uh, makes him pretty, uh, pretty fun. To be bad with a wink is always like a nice uh, combination. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, you tell me that's really a question I should put to you. You tell me why you think. You know, fans feel the way they do about Bill. Well, I, I think I tend to agree with you. I he think can be it, so naughty. Yeah, he can st- certainly be naughty, but, you know, there is a charisma to him. And I think, you know, uh, sort of a sly humor there that really does just keep it super watchable. And also, I feel like we know that, to your point, Bill loves his kids. I mean, everything is coming from a place of, you know, maybe he shouldn't be doing these things, and maybe they're completely nuts sometimes, <laughs> but you kind of go along yeah, for the well, ride with you know, him. He's very mafia. Yeah, Bill's very kind of mafia in his mentality. You know, you can... Never uh, go against is, the family. <laughs> you know, you, you can't you never go, go against the family, and if somebody tried to do something to any one of his kids... Even if he was in an incredible conflict, if somebody somebody else tried to do something to his kids, oh, I mean, he'd take a bullet. He'd, he'd, he'd kill them. He'd take a bullet for his kids. But, you know, if they contradict <laughs> or if they don't toe the line, well, then, you know, then he has the right to, to put them over his knee. Take so. away their houses. <laughs> they, he gave a car. You take yeah, away the car. You know. <laughs> you know, you got to show appreciation. That's right. You don't right. show appreciation to dad. And, it is over for you in Spencerville. 
you know what else I also think? I really think that, that a really wonderful thing about about Bill, and I really, always really stress this, is Bill, Bill does not say that he's really anything different than he is. He owns it. That's true. This is who I am. He doesn't pretend to be something he's not, and I think there's some characters that do that. And he really doesn't, you know, this is it. He's the ABCs of me. Right. <laughs> yeah, authenticity oh. goes a long way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Don, here's my most burning question for you. Steph, oh boy. As we know, Steffi has... You see a doctor. <laughs> I know. I, I have an appointment later. <laughs> Steph, yeah, so Stephanie has recently decided against marrying Bill. What is your understanding? What do you make of this relentless pursuit of her that we have seen on the show for these past many months? Uh, well, I think what he has alluded to, you know, they had a incredibly passionate, though it wasn't a consummated relationship, though what occurred not on camera, I, you know, I, I think that probably goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, Bill and Steffi really had a quite an extraordinary connection. What was that, eight years ago or so? Or I forget exactly the timeline uh, on the show. And if, if you, if, if anybody remembers... Steffi really was coming after Bill. Wasn't there a bathtub or something? Well, no, she didn't try. She was incredibly distraught, hit her head in the bathtub, woke up. Liam was there to rescue her. My personal take is that she then projected all of her feelings for Bill onto Liam, and and that whole thing started. But prior to that, you know, Bill ended the relationship. Steffi wanted Bill to leave Katie. Bill had, as I said, just incredibly powerful feelings for Steffi, and ultimately was going to leave her for Katie and Katie had the heart attack and Bill just couldn't do it. And Steffi was devastated. So those feelings she had for her, for her, and then she got involved with Liam and the feelings that, that Bill had for her, he, he's, he's incredibly capable of compartmentalizing his feelings. And, and he really suppressed those feelings and he locked them away. And, and, uh, when they, you know, resurfaced and he opened himself to them, they were extraordinarily powerful. They'd been steeping and, um, for years. Feelings, feelings were very, yeah, and his feelings uh, for her were very genuine back in the day and, and uh, maybe even, even more powerful now because, you know, Steffi is a grown woman at this point. Despite the age difference, she is, in fact, a grown woman. And um, there's, there is, an, you know, as, as we've said, there is kind of a, an undeniable thing uh, between them. Uh, even though at this point she uh, seems to be clear in, in what she wants and doesn't want. Did it surprise you that there were still so many still fans out there, despite all the years that had passed since these two no, had been together? No, the opposite. It, no, it didn't surprise me at all. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time from people. I, you know, they people always comment on on my uh, Instagram about that. So no, I, I wasn't surprised at all. And and uh, Jackie would tell me that all the, all the time. It's like, oh my God, there are just so many still fans that are just, you know, dying for, for that to start up again. I think they're great myself. I mean, I really do. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, uh, very late show. I think there's a really nice chemistry there. I agree. Uh, we had your two on-screen sons, Mr. Darren Brooks and Mr. Scott Clifton on the podcast a while back. Uh, and wow. Could anyone stay awake? <laughs> Burn. Oh. How many times did they say, how many dudes did you hear? How many dudes? <laughs> it became I want a drinking you to go game. go back and replay it. 
<laughs> that is hilarious. All right. So clearly there's no fondness that you feel for either one of them. Uh, but tell, tell us about your relationship with, with both of those actors. Ugh, I hate them personally and professionally. <laughs> they got enough. Okay. Yeah. No. You know what? I am just, i said this many times, I am really uh, so blessed. Uh, Scott and Darren are just great people. They are such wonderfully talented actors, great senses of humor. If you're going to work with me, that's kind of a, kind of a requirement. And, um, they're just outstanding. I, I love them to death. I, I'm, I am incredibly blessed. Now, do you think Bill has a favorite son? Uh, on, on every, on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <laughs> uh, I think Liam was initially kind of Bill's favorite son, but, you know, circumstances arose, and then Wyatt was Bill's favorite son. And, uh, you know, Will could be Bill's favorite son, but he's, you know, he ain't all quite growed yet. So, uh, so time we, will tell. We've we got we to gotta, gotta reserve judgment on that. But, yeah, that's sort of, uh, you know, that's, uh, that is, uh, uh, there's an ebb and flow. So we got uh, on, the, on the favorite, on the favorite son. Well, one could say that Bill's best relationship is actually with Justin. So how do you describe that? I, I say it all that? the time. I say Justin's Bill's wife. Agreed. <laughs> I say it all the time. Justin is really Bill's wife. <laughs> um, the line I where you told him. I mean, him, you just the words. I was just joking about that today. That's today so funny. Today I was joking about that. Because when you told him to go shave his head, I mean, that was, or like, don't you have, don't you have to go shave your head? I mean, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. Yes, that's one of those that, like I said, they kind of let me say say things that come to mind, and that one came to mind, so well, that was fun. Well ad libbed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he's great too. Again, and he is too. In fact, I just I put that on my Instagram. He's always always ready to to jump in the sandbox with me, and and he is. He's uh, got a great sense of humor, and and uh, you know he he goes with a lot of the things I come up with, and he's he's cool. He's he's very spontaneous. He's great. I have to tell you that I'm just thinking ahead a couple years in the future to the first Bill Will lady to be named later love triangle. <laughs> oh my God. Will could wow. be a teenager, you I know, in a few months for all you know. <laughs> wow. I hadn't even gone there. Wow. Well, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Could happen. Yeah, I think Bill Steffia like a really nice John Derrick, Bo Derrick kind of relationship for the Bills. Bill Steffi. I sort of see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a still fan. But, I could totally see them together, but I was also a Brill fan. I mean, Don, I think you just have chemistry with all the ladies. All your all your romances work. You know, She's just shipping you left and, and, and right. And you're really right about that. Um, uh, I love, I love, no, I mean, you are, I love, you know, I, I was, again, just so blessed to, uh, uh, to be working with, with Heather, and I think the, the, the Bill Katie relationship was was different and special and Bill's first love and opened him up in a way he never had before. And, and Bill bringing, uh, bringing Katie out of her shell. You know, it's very special. He will always love Katie. And, you know, Bill's kind of about ownership. I think he also kind of feels a certain ownership of, of Katie, but, um, yeah, he will always, always love her. And then, you know, Brooke is, is, um, you know, was really just kind of more encouraged, Bill to be Bill and was kind of more accepting, although not as of late. 
That's no. got to be like the quickest marriage. Yeah, that was that was a hard one for me to swallow because it took us so long for that marriage to happen, and then it did. And at the first sign of trouble, when she knows full well who she married and what he's capable of, that you know, poof, she was gone. So. You know, maybe that'll be revisited. I think that's something unique to B&B in that they really just move characters on into new relationships mm-hmm. quickly. And on screen, it really does work. But if you sit back and you really analyze the emotion of it, it should not at all. Right. And if you think about the causes of some of these breakups after all the obstacles, it does, you know, yes, on paper, it's uh, hard to swallow sometimes. Yeah. I Well, yeah, I, I get that. But as you said, it, you know, it, it does work on screen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as uh, kind of getting back to what you said before, I, I really, again, just so blessed. Kelly's a great person and such, such talented actress. Heather, of course, uh, just, <laughs> just a, uh, wonderful person, dynamic actress and, and, and senses of humor all the way, all is through line. So, um, uh, it's just, just, it's really fun. I mean, we do very compelling work, but we have some fun doing it too, which is, important when you're yelling and crying and you know screaming and uh, having to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, Don, it was coming up on 10 years ago that you exited YNR as, as Brad after a long and illustrious run in Genoa City. And to think about the tremendous success that you've had as Bill, did you ever imagine that what was arguably your signature daytime role still lay ahead of you at that time? I could. I wouldn't even say arguably. Well, there's no question. It, it absolutely is my signature uh, daytime role. And I, uh, how could how could I possibly? You know, <laughs> how, how could I? How could how could you possibly? Uh, you know, uh, it, it it was absolutely such an incredible blessing uh, in disguise. You know, but Bill is absolutely as I, I. You know, the only thing better than playing Bill, it would be playing Bill on cable. bill after dark i mean you know oh yeah if i could straight up just say the things i say in rehearsal or just let that just let him rip and that oh my god that that the only only thing better beyond that he is he is my absolute dream character he is a combination of the actors that i really enjoyed as a kid when i was growing up of burt reynolds al pacino james Kahn. You know, those guys. And when you think of Bill and Bill's intensity, Bill's then compassion, Bill's humor, Bill's, you know, all of those things, the, the, uh, the bit of a wink, you know, the almost, almost, you know, might want to break the fourth wall at times and just give a little wink. He, it, it, it'll, he allows me to bring all of those elements that I enjoy so much in various actors when I was, uh, when I was a kid. So it, you're, I couldn't possibly, possibly in a million years have, uh, have known that that would be waiting in, around the corner for me. Thank, thank, thank God for Brad Bell. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Well, let's go back to your first soap role, which was Days of Our Lives as Carlo. What do you remember about that? And... <laughs> Not, well, I mean, I remember, you know, I'm just a green, uh, such a green actor at that time, a kid. And, you know, I, I remember that he was, you know, he was this supposed to be the South American revolutionary. And even at that time I said, well, 
I, you know, I'd like to play him with an accent because he's a no, no, no accent. <laughs> I'm educated in uh, whatever the you know justification was, and I really thought that was a mistake. And I, I guess I should have known that that did not, you know, portended, you know, did mm-hmm. not portend great things moving forward. But I, I learned as you know, having you know said all that, and I, I kind of wrote it about it in great detail in, in the book, but. Even with its challenges and and its uh, and uh, the difficulties um, that I had there, it was a, a tremendous growing experience. And of course, you know, met Gloria doing that show, so um, it was ultimately a really good uh, good experience for me. It was only nine months, so. But it put you on the map. Uh, well, it did put me on the map, and as I said, it really it really kind of kind of said, "Wow, you know, you're, you're there's." Uh, an element of professionalism that, you know, that is lacking. And I, I took things much more seriously after that experience or even during that experience. It was, uh, you know, a bit of a wake up call. Well, you mentioned your book. So let's talk about that. It's my seven sons and how we raised each other. Now you've certainly had some highs and lows in your life. They only drive me crazy 30% of the time. <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs> yes, of course. Sorry. Um, so you've certainly had some highs and lows in your life. Um, and it must've been a very emotional experience writing it. Was it, and was there ever a time you thought about just stopping? Kind of. Well, uh, sort of. I mean, it was it, it, the, the sort of part is about stopping, but it was. It's absolutely the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Hardest thing. Not even nothing even close. Uh, because of exactly what you said, you 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 go into the minutia, the detail, the the emotional uh, detail of of um, those challenges and those losses, and it's not like woo! I'm going to write today. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> It, it, you know, it's the opposite. It put me in a bad mood. I would, you know, did not want to sit down oftentimes and, and get at that stuff. Other, other elements of the book, it was a blast, and I really enjoyed getting into it and, and, uh, and, and writing. But, um, yeah, those, those, it was, those things were hard. It was emotionally hard. It was taxing. But Cindy would, would know when, like, when I was writing. <laughs> it, would put, I mean, it would just put me in a bad mood. Yeah, it really would it put me in a bad mood. So, how has the experience been for you since its release? Oh, no, no different. I mean, it was really fun doing, you know, promoting the book and going out and doing a lot of that. I'm doing a a, a speaking engagement uh, in September. I don't have the details of that right now off the top of my head, but that's a really nice thing to come as a result of the book. Um, what 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 kind of speaking engagement? So what are you going to do? Well, it's a woman. It's it's a it's a uh, um, it's a woman show, and I, I guess it's a trade show. And uh, and I'm I'm going to be on stage just taking questions. And I guess it's you know obviously we'll, we'll talk about uh, uh, you know bold and beautiful, but uh, a lot of it is sort of about parenting. So I'm uh, raising boys. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a really nice offshoot of having uh, you know, put the effort into getting this book done. Well, you know, when we had your co-star, Torsten K on the podcast, he was in the process of reading your book and gave oh, it a ringing endorsement. Yawn. my God. <laughs> <laughs> he can read? <laughs> Somebody must have read it to him. He has to read it to it him. It was a book on tape. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. I never. I didn't. I was in Rome. I was in Rome. I never was able to get to to get that done, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, the book on tape. So yeah, somebody actually must have you know sat him down it's and prob- read it to probably him. Scott and Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they had a reading circle. thing. Torsten, Torsten gave it a ringing endorsement. Yeah, he did. He did. Very seriously, Atta too. Mm-hmm. Um, he what, actually said that he read it? Yes, yes, he was reading it. He told wow. everyone to go out and get it. See? Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give him a big kiss tomorrow. <laughs> I do love Torsten. We have very similar senses of humor, and he's, I think he's, you know, has been a great addition to the show. Obviously, you know, it's a very different, uh, different ridge, but, uh, None, nonetheless, he certainly made it his own, and he's a wonderful actor and really great sense of humor and a good dude, and uh, very happy to have him have him aboard. Hey, you just notched your first dude. <laughs> I did. Now there is they will slip out. I don't forget. I am in a house. I'm in a house of boys That's and many true. teenage boys. True. So, so they do creep in. I do hear dude a lot. And, uh, at work I and at home. I get I get texted, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm like you text, dude. Really? You text me, dude. <sighs> well, uh, Bill and Ridge do have a great rivalry. Are those scenes fun for you and Torsten to play? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Again, you know, Torsten's a terrific actor. So when we get down to doing what we have to do, it's you know, it's, I think it's pretty powerful stuff. Uh, but but we have a lot of fun on the way there, too. So it's good. Um, now, you mentioned Rome. So you recently participated in Dancing with the Stars in Italy. So first things first, how would you rate your skills? Oh, I'm, I'm a dancing machine, girl. <laughs> dude. Uh, well, awesome. Well, dude. Well, I'm a pretty good dancer. But for my first dance, I tore my upper thigh. Before my second dance, my back oh, <laughs> out doing some lifts. So, in fact, I did my second dance wearing a back brace. Wow! And my first dance was a bit, was a bit compromised because I, it, it limited my my uh, kind of my range of motion because of, of my thigh. Having said all of that, it was a really so it was so fun. It was such a great experience living in Rome for four months. Although I obviously did have to travel back and forth quite a bit. But nonetheless, living somewhere is just much different than vacationing. You get your people and your places and your things that you do and your routine. And all the dancers were wonderful. The producers, outstanding. My other castmates and my partner, Hannah Cartoon, was just the best. She was terrific. She's truly world-class, a world champion. And um, a really, you know, I just continue to be very, very lucky in that people I have to work with professionally also have really good senses of humor and really, you know, terrific people. And, and she, she fits right in there. So it was fun and a lot of work, but fun. Yeah. I imagine going back and forth was pretty taxing. Yeah. It was a lot of work. The, the, the dancing itself is, it's, you know, it's, it's no joke. And, uh, and then I was the only one who had the kind that kind of schedule and had to, you know, fly back and forth repeatedly. So, mm-hmm. Well, B&B is huge abroad. Did you encounter fans as you were walking the streets of Rome? Oh, no, it's crazy. I mean, you can't, I, I couldn't go 10 feet 
without, you know, it would just be insane at times. And, and, uh, a tremendous amount of, of, of recognition, sort of like it was really back in the day, you know, in the States. Mm-hmm. And what was really fascinating about it is that I could not believe the amount of teenagers that watch the show. I mean, they all generations there, everybody watches the show. And I mean, hordes of teenagers would surround me on the street. If somebody realized I was walking down the street, I mean, they would absolutely lose their minds. And Dollar Bill is such a character that, of course, Italians in particular are going to love because he's a very kind of larger than life, very passionate, intense, uh, you know, character. So they, uh, you know, they, they love uh, Mr. Dollar, Mr. Dollar, some people call Mr. Dollar. So it was fun. It was, it was an outstanding experience. I, I, I'm really glad that opportunity arose. Now, you recently ad-libbed on screen as an homage to your late friend, Muhammad Ali. Tell us about doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, well, there was just a speech where I think we're, we're, uh, I was talking with Justin about, you know, I guess Liam had gone back to Katie. I mean, I'd gone back, Katie. Liam had gone back to, to Hope. Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it was kind of all playing out the way Bill had said. So, you know, and Justin kept, you know, along the way, Justin just wasn't buying it. So now, sure enough, it was coming to fruition. And, and Bill was just, I saw the picture. I knew it was going to happen. You got him. And, and literally, it was just in, as we were rehearsing it, it just occurred to me. It just kind of happened. I knew it. I told you. I saw the big picture. I knew it. How could you doubt me? I am <laughs> the great. You know how great I am. And it just, it just became that. And uh, and they let me run with it, so um, it, I was uh, it was very special for me to be able to do that as as a little tribute to him. And in fact, I sent the piece to to Talani to Muhammad's widow, and uh, and and she was just really moved, really moved by That's it. That's awesome. So it was very special. Yeah, well, this begs really the question, Don: Do you do any other celebrity impressions that we might see? manifest themselves in bill spencer soon wow do i you know i i i don't think i do really celebrity no not really i don't i don't could you work on a torsten k for the next podcast Wow. How was that? That was perfect, wow. right? That was wow. spot on. Nailed it on the first try. <laughs> that was spot on. Uh, <laughs> um, Scott, I know Scott does impressions. Did he do any for you? We didn't no, think we to didn't. ask. Next shame, time. shame on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scott does some, and I think Darren may be too. He does some. So. You, you got talented boys all over. <laughs> I do. They are talented boys. They are. Um, would you like to see Bill have a daughter? Well, maybe he does. Right. Kelly could be his. Let, let's all be let's all be clear here. <laughs> Kelly could be his. <laughs> Kelly could be his. God, that would be great. I think that would be amazing. It would be. A, that would be amazing. Total fun twist to this. And I feel like a lot of fans are really yeah. hoping for that or just, you know, assuming that that right. actually yeah, is the case. Yeah, I get that case. all the time. Yeah, a lot of fans really think it is. That's going to come out, that it is. 
God. Yeah. You know what? Again, it would just be for Bill to be who Bill is and, and, and have been such a massage, you know, introduced as such a misogynist who has evolved, but is still, you know, easily kind of pulled back into original Bill. <laughs> um, that to have a dog to have a daughter with Bill's sensibilities that would be very uh, that'd be very interesting. Well, time will tell. Time will tell, indeed. Well, Don, thank indeed. you so much for joining us today. We love talking to you. Yeah, this was so much fun. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, let's do it again soon, and have a good day. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Don for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Podcast.